0: This is the, City on the Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message.
1: Um, we have the privilege of leading the team that leads uh City on Hill Church in Clarkshop and in Potterum. And um, and we are so just thankful that you've taken out the time. I know pastors being one myself, we are <laughs> there's lots of demands on our time. And, uh, and I want to encourage us to continue to contend for times like these and moments like these. And really the purpose of, of gatherings like this is really for a moment where you can be in a room when you're not trying to read the room. You're not trying to see what's going on and where, where are things going and where, what's next, you know, on the agenda. Uh, but also, more importantly, as Anzi said, to be able to build some relationships. Um, and it takes effort and time to do that. And uh, we, are, we are slowly but surely just wanting to, to really serve our region. And the only reason why we are hosting some of, of this here um, along po- in our partnership with, with uh, NCMI, the New Covenant Ministries team, is just because we believe, you know, we want to exist for the benefit of others. And, um, and we're trusting to, as our partnerships grow and the Lord opens, we, we could definitely host it anywhere, really, uh, where the people of God are uh, gathered together, Jesus is there. And so if you're not familiar with our facility if you go through the coffee shop doors to the glass doors at the back to the left that's where the toilets are uh, you're welcome to you know uh, you know make your, yourself f- fully at home we are going to have some lack like, uh, snacks and things afterwards um, I want to just sh- share a few just important things that are happening maybe just some things to bring to your attention uh, of things that are happening in our region the first one is that there isn't a slide up right now but we are hosting a uh, equip moment for our region, the Northwest Equip, um, on the, what is it now, the, the 7th and 8th of October, it's a Friday and a Saturday, and, um, and what is going to be happening is, uh, in our partnership with NCMI, um, I'll, I'll elaborate on who NCMI is now for those of you that don't know when I call Brad up, but um, basically the, the moment, the opportunity for us the 7th and 9th is going to be a moment to equip the saints for the work of, of ministry. And our main purpose is, uh, and I think there's a lot of churches represented here that have attended some of our equips. If if you and the people that you bring do not, you know, leave here more excited and equipped and strengthened in your local context, then we've missed the point. You know, if people walk away, yes, that was an awesome conference we had, you know, or actually, yes, did you check those Oaks facility? I think I want to go there, you know, those those sheep, those sheep that sometimes do those things, you know, um, that's not the point of, of uh, a gathering like that, uh, it's really going to be an opportunity for us to equip the, the, the church uh, to be effective, to become more like Jesus, that's our, our real purpose and aim, and so I want to encourage you, we will be sending out some details, and there will be another moment like this again on that, the seventh of October, for a connect for us to get together, um, and like I said, there'll be some guys ministering from all over the world that are coming—Americans, uh, Australians, guys from Europe, uh, all of all over uh, the, the Africa, etc. As well as some local guys will be ministering. So I want to encourage you just to save the date, and we will send that through. Um, we did put out a, a, a clipboard at the door just to get some of your details. Uh, like I was saying to some of the guys at the door, I like having everybody on the same WhatsApp group. You know, then we, <laughs> then we, can, be, we can communicate directly with one another. And then I want to quickly just show you guys a, a promotion a thing that's something that we're doing in our local church. But I, it's a real great resource, I believe, even for uh, all churches. And we want to just make you a little bit aware of that. And perhaps this would be something that you want to use where you are. Ash, can we have a look at that purpose promo? Thank you. So friends, this is a campaign that we're launching uh, in our church on the 14th of August. And what it is, is it's anybody ever done an alpha course in your church? Uh, It's something along the similar sort of lines of how it is presented, but it is something that you and I can do actually on a Sunday. I, I did once do that. I did run an alpha course in my Sunday morning meetings once. I will not do it again, but, but it was something that we tried um, in terms of reaching out to people. But really, uh, these campaigns, and this one is specifically, helps us tackle three areas uh, that I think is really helpful within the church. First is obviously the Sunday moments. It's an opportunity for us to, to reach out, to invite someone to a Sunday gathering. Um, they, are, they have you know, really good outlines that you can use, that you can preach live in your church and contextualize as you feel. Uh, But then also there is a a wonderful resource, a little video resource that you can use in your small group material, um, which you then obviously, if you are having home groups, where guys can tie in what's happening on a Sunday with what's happening with your home groups, that helps you to build some groups. We've seen, as you've seen there in our Join a Light group group, many of the new groups that we launch within our church often comes off the back of moments like these, where um, you know someone's willing to put their hand up for a course okay six weeks a small commitment but along the way they build some relationships and then they're in for life which is what we would w- would love to have you know cell groups uh, okay you didn't get that one um <laughs> depending on <laughs> so you go to jail into a cell group for life that's what i mean <laughs> now you guys are getting it so Um, So there are some home group material, and then with that, as an accompaniment, they provide um, a a full-on book like this uh, for each of these campaigns. And in this book, it includes a place where people can write notes on Sundays when they come, as well as fill in the missing word context, sort of extra added things that are tied to the video that they watch, as well as a daily devotional for 30 days that they'll be able to work through every single day. So people get like this infusion of information, infusion of discipleship, and um, and, uh, many of us that are here um, have done these sorts of campaigns. Um, They have a campaign available for purpose, which we're doing now, as well as uh, one called Gifted, which we ran earlier this year. That's based on the Romans 12 gifts that we see and helping people to discover and actually walk in that. Phenomenal um, resource. And then there's another one they launched um, a few years ago called Bestseller, which gives people a six-week journey around the Bible. Why was it written? How do I interpret the Old Testament? How do I look at the New Testament? What's up with the prophets? Um, All of those sorts of realities. And uh, it's a great resource. And if you would like to have some more information, it's available uh, for free. Obviously, some of the booklets and stuff like that, there's some costs available um, involved there. But we would love to serve you, and this is this is not our, our material. We got it from City Hill Church in um, Durban, KZN, and I think with the Gifted campaign earlier this year, I think there were like like about 50 churches all over our country that did it, uh, and everybody was like, this is a great resource uh, to use. So just to let you know about that, and we are going to be launching some groups that I would love Ains to just really share with, with us on Sunday nights um, connected with this.
0: Um yeah I, I don't know how this would work practically but um for our for our church what we're going to be doing is because we're doing um the gifted uh, the, the purpose um in series in the morning in the evenings here at our venue we we wanting to Um, get new groups started so we really want to reach out to the city and invite people unchurched people that don't know Jesus to come and um, more to reach them but I think if you would if you would like to be part of our Sunday evenings we're trying to Um, have open to different churches or just if you need us to help in any way then you can speak to me and we can figure out how to do it perhaps if you'd like to even use our come to that but then keep stay with your the people that are in your church we can work those details out but we are going to be hosting small groups in this venue with the material and then they can work through that it's just because sometimes people um, feel it's easier to come to like a building than to just go to someone's home, but we're hoping to do both. That for other people, it's easier to go to someone's home. So yeah, if, if you want more information, I think you can just chat to me and then we can, can work out how we can serve serve you um, in your space. And yeah, is that good?
1: <laughs> Thanks so much. Brad, maybe you could quickly really join me here. Um, friends, those of you that don't know Brad Lane, um, him and Teresa are good friends of us and uh i'm gonna ask you i'll just have him just quickly give us a quick cameo um and i want to just let us just chat a little bit about just the journey but also just around uh ncmi into some of the things that that we are we're trusting for together so maybe you can give us a quick uh just who you are and, and where you're from and all that
2: cool man i'm brad i'm from Jo'burg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's great to be here, honestly. <laughs> um, wonderful. Well done, guys, for coming together like this. I mean, it's an incredible blessing to be in a space where you can worship Jesus, be encouraged, be strengthened. Uh, Sri and I lead a church that was planted in 1985. Um, we were only born in, in early 80s, so we didn't lead it. At three, It was a wonderful man, Manny Pereira, um, planted that church and led it for 25 years. And in the, in, in the interim, I was 21, got saved there and uh, just incredible journeys uh, that resulted in us receiving this um, incredible church from a father who who treated us as sons and daughters and um, blessed us with an inheritance that we're getting to lead and carry today it's an incredible thing and uh, so that's a a lot of my testimony a lot of the things that i i'd love to encourage others with is that that place of um, trusting god for inheritance and then stewarding inheritance well and especially for us as leaders and, and um, shepherds in God's house, we've been given a stewardship and a task that we want to be faithful with, uh, knowing that one day we're going to either hand it over to someone or hand it back to Jesus when he comes. And uh, that's that's huge, you know, that's a big thing. So that kind of stuff gets my heart pumping. But um, yeah, privileged to lead the Crossing Church in Joburg and uh, get to uh, partner with incredible guys all around the world, and especially, yeah, this is... Part of the world. It is. Hey, this, I've heard already a few times people tell me it's the promised land, so I'm I'm looking forward to the um, the honey and all that stuff. <laughs> but a privilege to be here. Yeah. Here. Brad, maybe just quickly sh- share with us.
1: I mean, we have these sorts of forums that you guys attend in Chanting as well, mm. and uh, and then also just give us a little bit of an insight into just NCMI and why why partner together. You know,
2: to some of the realities around that. Yeah. Awesome. You know the 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 reality is this: none of us can do what we do on our own. I mean, if you think you can do it on your own, you um, you, you you just deceived yourself big time. You either think too much of yourself or too little of yourself. And, and the reality is, we need one another. And times like this, where like-minded people, like-minded anointings, like-minded um, function and call from Jesus are in a room, it's essential. To be a part of that because Iron Sharpens Iron, and um, you know the, one of the things I was just thinking about while I'm yeah uh, while i was sitting here is like the beauty of grey hair. I'm like, Brad, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I die man, bro, because there's lots of grey hair coming. Um, not the beauty of grey hair as in getting old. The beauty of sitting and listening to somebody who's lived a scenario that you haven't worked out yet. The beauty of knowing that there's people that have gone ahead that have raised children, that have probably got grandchildren, and there's stories and testimonies um, in their life which are eternal, which never change. The, the values and the character and all the kind of principles within those stories are unchanging. They, they, there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to the things that God desires from a character within the people that He's made. And especially for us as leaders, we need times where we're sitting with others and we we're willing to admit that we need help and then we're willing to acknowledge that some of the stories and the testimonies we have are helpful for others not just to make us look good but to actually serve others with those and so for me in, a, in if there were 12 people in the room that would be enough for jesus yeah. to make sure that people were sharing and, and breaking bread together and sharing and breaking their testimonies open and sharing it with one another in a way that encourages and stirs and, and helps um, us all achieve the things that God's got for us. So when you've got 24, 35, it doesn't matter how many, the reality is there are people that um, have got stories, testimonies, gray hair in certain spaces that we need to learn from. And then we've got the same that we can teach others with. And just that place of humility of we're partners and we're together and no part of the body the eye can't say I don't need the nose and the foot can't say I don't need the kidney we all recognize we need one another and we share with one another and, and that place is um, there's a synergy there's an acceleration there's a catalytic kind of chemistry that takes place when we when we get together and uh, NCMI is um, wonderful N- NCMI from that perspective. There are many teams in the world, but it's a it's a five-fold ministry team with apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers who have a desire to release whatever Jesus has given them to strengthen churches and to build churches and to strengthen disciples in their faith. And so that team, having made themselves available to build relationship with, to partner with, to... Share their testimonies and, and, uh, and strengths is um, a blessing. It really is a blessing. And so for me, I've learned the value of partnering with the team and uh, finding friends and relationships that have been invaluable to not just my life and my marriage and my money, uh, but my ministry and the destiny that God has for us, not just for us, the generations to come and the nations that He wants us to reach. So the, the, the getting close. Has resulted in a widening of everything and seeing the beauty in the big picture. And uh, that's, um, that's a major uh, encouragement for me to remember when I feel like I don't want to come. Yeah. Like, no, no, I've got to be there because I can't get that anywhere else. You know, you and Jesus in your own closet, good, you need that. But uh, you need the other guy and his closet too, yeah. you know, and what he's learned from Jesus. My, my testimony is so important for you, yeah. your testimony is so important for me. We need one another. I don't have the full glory of God in my closet. Maybe a little bit, but uh, you need. That's not just for me. That's for you and vice versa.
1: Thanks so much, Brad. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, friends, and that's really our hearts. For those of you that are not familiar with, um, you know, NCMI, whenever you hear that, the purpose is not. It's not a denomination. It's not trying to get people into a network together. It really is to serve and to empower and equip. Uh, god's people for effective ministry and helping one another along the way i'm going to ask uh, my good friend chris Zilli, it's so wonderful to have you and susania with us um, they're ministering uh, with us in our church uh, this the weekend in clarksop as well as in potch and um, you guys lead a beautiful team there in foresight church i'm going to let you get into it and part of these moments together is really just opportunity obviously to connect but also a little bit of input you know, sometimes we're always giving and giving and giving, and it's an opportunity for you to, to get, and I know you might not know Chris, but he's a good guy, I can tell you. You can enjoy, you can receive from him. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you for Chris. Thank you for our time together. Thank you, Lord, that your word says, Lord, you spoke to us and said, Lord, that our hearts need to be fertile soil to receive, that we may be able to reap a harvest, Lord, and I pray that this, the word he sows into our hearts right now by your Holy Spirit, Lord, would yield much fruit. In Jesus' name, thank you.
3: Gareth, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being with you guys here in the Northwest. See, I, I, got, into, I got into my um, culture. I wore my cocky shirt for the Northwest guys over here. Just I didn't wear my short pants and my felskins, but um, I see Heinz got the felskins on for me and who, who else? Um, but it's lovely to be with you guys here in the Millie world, right? You, you grow maize here. Hey, that's amazing. Well done, guys. Can I pray for us? Father, thank you for this privilege of being able to share your word and just some thoughts with your people. And we just pray that the Holy Spirit would ignite something inside of us. Maybe just resonate with something that already exists inside of us to your glory. And so, Father, we pray for an impactful um, moment where the Holy Spirit would hover over us and call to life the words of Christ spoken over us and spoken into our lives already and into our churches. In Jesus' name, amen. So for the friends that I know, lucky to see you guys. And uh, how's Malcolm? And for the, for the friends that I don't know yet, well, I love meeting new friends. So that's cool. Can we dive into the word Ephesians chapter 3? Now, does anybody have a cell phone on you? Can I use the cell phone quickly? Do you have a photo on your cell phone you can access for me? Do that quickly. Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to read from verse 8. So this is the apostle Paul speaking. He says, although I am less than the least of God's people, that's apostleship, right? It's not a title. It's a service, he says, I'm the, le- I'm the least. This grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make plain, so just say with me, make, plain. make plain, plain. To everyone, right? Everyone, okay? Can you say everyone? everyone. The administration. Say administration. Of this mystery. Now, that's a, that's a loaded sentence, right? Paul says, my job is to make the unsearchable riches of Christ, the difficult stuff, simple. And the administration is the application of that. Mystery, that application of the things that are hidden, I want to make it simple and help people to practically administrate that. Now, that word in Greek, oikonomia, is the word we get economy from, the English word economy. Oikos is house, nomos is law, the law of the house, the household rules. I want to make Plain to everybody, the basic household rules and the outworking of this deep mystery that has been hidden. We'll read about that now. In Christ, I want to make that plain to people. Why? Because it's good for us, right? And he says this. It was, and and to make plain the mystery, right? Which was, for ages past kept hidden in God, who created all things. It was hidden. His intent, so God is intentional. Right? God's intent was that now, through the church, amen, guys, that's us, the manifold wisdom of God, that means the multiple levels of wisdom of God, should be made known to the rulers and authority in, in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose. Once again, there's an intentional purpose which He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to I stop there for now. I've got 25 minutes, which is not a long time. So, we're gonna, so I'm going to spit out a couple of concepts. In leading a church, and all of us do lead at various levels of leadership, otherwise you wouldn't be here. There are ways to understand this mystery of what you should be doing. To make it plain, and to help administrate that to God's people. That was God's intention. And that was his purpose. And it was hidden in God and revealed in Christ, given to us, to spread around. Write down this word, intentional. Intentional. That's number one. Number two, incremental. Increments means little by little. And number three, exponential, exponential, okay, now those are difficult words, but I want to leave them with you to look up in the dictionary, incremental, I mean intentional means every single thing we do, everything God did was intentional, everything we do needs to be intentional, if it's not intentional, it's accidental, and most of us lead our churches by accident, We lead our church from week to week to week, and we call that being led by the Spirit, and sometimes it is, isn't. sometimes it's lazy. Right? But God is intentional to make plain the administration, the outworking of Christ and the mystery of Christ for the good of the people that we lead. Okay? So everything we do needs to be intentional. So I'm going to ask you this. Why do we do what we do? Now, can I have a photo? any photo. Right, let's have one with some people in it. Wow, that's a cool photo. Can you see this photo? This photo contains a world of people. There's experience in there, there's knowledge in there, there's context in there, there's homes in there, there's history in there, there's relationships in there, but you can't see it. Can you see it? No, well, you're looking at a mystery. Right, so this is a big picture in a small frame. Does that make sense? All right, but as I bring it closer, can you see what is in there? You can see what's in there. Can you see what's in there? So, how do we lead? We intentionally need to bring people closer, proximity is what helps us to lead people. So I'm going to give you some handles concerning leadership. And if you want to raise and release leaders in your church, you've got to make it plain, and you've got to present to them the picture of the kingdom close up enough so they can see. Let's have a look at this quickly. The closer I get, thanks buddy, I know you're taking notes. The closer you get, the more you can see, is that correct? Until eventually that small frame fills your entire vision. Now most of us as leaders live here. Is that right? We're looking at the kingdom and it's all we see. Is that true? And we want to explain to people what we're seeing, but you can't explain to people what you're seeing unless you bring them close. I could tell you about the lives of the people in that photo, but Gareth knows them. He took the photo. He could tell you a whole bunch more, but now proximity to Gareth, proximity to this leader, into the lives and into what he sees of the kingdom is essential to be able to read what's there and to analyze it, and to, bring it to make it plain. Otherwise, it's a mystery. And Sometimes we lead mysterious churches, do we not? People are saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay, Everybody who comes into your door on a Sunday says, what are you doing, and why are you doing what you're doing? The guy who comes up with a mic and he greets people, why do we have that guy? Why do we have people greeting at the door, if we have people greeting at the door? Why do we have them there? Why do we have worship? Is that because it's what we've been taught? Why do we have home groups? Why do we have the ministries we have? Why do we have coffee available? If we have coffee available, why? And, and, and that we've got to answer by three questions, isn't it? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So love Jesus, love people, love your neighbor as you love yourself, and make disciples. Those are three things that Jesus told us to do, correct? Those are three things. If you, anything we do... cannot be interpreted along those three questions, we're confusing people. If we don't concentrate, and whatever we don't concentrate, we dilute. If we're not growing together, we're growing apart. If we're not making things clear, we're making things muddy intentional. So I want to challenge you to do this. Go home today. Maybe write down a list of all the ministries you've got in the church and the people that you've got that are involved in those things and ask, am I making the administration of God's mystery plain or am I making it complicated? I love this verse in Ecclesiastes. It says this, God made man simple Man made man complicated. It's beautiful. And I think we make church and the administration of God's mystery, sometimes we keep it a mystery. We make it mysterious. Our pathway to leadership. If it's not intentional, it's accidental. And we wonder why we're not raising leaders. Well, because we're not intentional about it. We're not bringing the kingdom close. We're not bringing the small frame close to us close to people, and they don't know what we're doing. They're looking in as spectators and not participators. They're not invited into proximity of us as leaders and what we're seeing in the kingdom. All right. So, so okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of Cs. I'll write these down quickly for me. Number one, culture, and you can, you can call it number one. These are the Cs, culture. Chemistry. Write down chemistry. Character. Number three. Character. You can stop me, put your hand up at any time, no problem. If you need to ask a question, you're welcome. Gareth will answer it. (laughs) Competence. Number four is competence. That's ability. Number five, charisma, that means gifting. Number six, communication. These are the non-negotiables, friends, of raising leaders. We'll have a look at some of them, communication. Calling, put a star next to calling. That's number seven, market, big, underline it, do something with calling. You got it? right let's stop with seven. There are a few. Okay, number one, the role of a leader in the church, my definition of leadership is taking people from their comfort zone into their inheritance, always by pain. There's no, there's no easy way to get people from comfort into inheritance. That's why comfort's called comfort. They want to park there. But leadership means my job is to take them from immature to full maturity in Christ. Is that correct? Uh, um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. To this end our labor, struggling with all the power of God that so mightily works inside of me. What does he say? To present everyone perfect in Christ. Everyone perfect in Christ. He says this is a contentious, this is hard work. Chatting to somebody just now over coffee, and I say, just yes, what a privilege to lead God's people. He's like, hey, it's just hard. <laughs> it's true, but it's a privilege. Why? Because we take them from immaturity to maturity. No one said it's going to be an easy ride. If you're on it for the joy of it, well, quit now, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear these guys saying, well, to be a pastor, you're doing it because it's, you know, the church is a business, there's big bucks. Yeah, that's why you're doing it, right? If it was, if it paid so well, everybody'd be doing it. It's not for the money. No, it's for the privilege of seeing somebody who was nothing get gripped by the gospel and grow to maturity and become a giant in Christ. we got this old guy who wandered in about a year ago. When I say wandered in, he was brought in by his wife. We went to another church. We started a pensioners group, okay? Pensioners ministry. Because we saw the need after COVID. Do you know the highest percentage of people that committed suicide was pensioners? loneliness. Even more than teens and young adults. Can you believe it? Pensioners. And so we thought we need to do something for our pensioners. They're dying. So we started a pensioners group in COVID and thank the Lord they didn't infect each other. Otherwise we would have had a a legal battle. But anyway, they didn't. We just felt these guys are dying. We need to give them life. So this guy gets brought by his wife. She's in another congregation. He comes. He starts. How old is he? Eighty something. 78, seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. That's what he is. He's seventy-eight years old. An atheist his entire life. All right, an atheist his entire life. He gets brought into a place where we intentionally make we intentional. We're making disciples from immature to mature. We're taking pensioners from immaturity. You can have an immature pensioner. Growing old is mandatory. Growing up is... Right. It's a choice. He comes in and he, he meets this group of people who love one another. Difficult guy. About two weeks ago, he says to the group, I want to just thank you all. He says, in 78 years, I've never belonged to a church, never wanted to belong to a church, never saw the value of belonging to a church. He says, but now I understand it. Last week, he says, we're talking about what you want for your life. He says, I want to love Jesus more. I'm like, I don't. What was that? The value of intentional community. We know why we're gathering. And I tell the guys, hey, they're pensioners. I'm telling them, you know you're on the welcome mat to heaven. Next step, you're dead. <laughs> Therefore, evangelize your friends. They're not offended. They know it's true. <laughs> it's true. Their time is ticking. You, you know, anyway. All right, so, so, so culture. Why I was talking about culture is, I don't need these anymore why we're we talking about culture is everything we do as a leader determines the culture. Your church will be what you are in five years' time. Your church will be what you are in five years' time. You determine the temperature of your church, the passion of your church, the commitments of your church. You determine that. And the culture... Of what you are creating is you. Didn't God say in the beginning that animals, plants, and even humans will reproduce after their own kind? Is that not true? You teach what you know, but you reproduce what you are. What you are is called discipleship, and that rubs off on people by proximity. Jesus said, Bring me a coin. Whose image is on this? Give to Caesar what is due to Caesar. Give to God what is God. What is he talking about? The imprint of the face of Caesar is on that coin by proximity. That belongs to Caesar. It's made in his image. Leaders are made in the image of God by proximity. And the people you produce are made in the image of you by proximity. Draw them close. Intentional leadership. You determine the culture. Now, I understand there are many, many definitions of eldership, but I want to tell you this. I think the key for me, I think other people have different definitions. For me, the key thing that a leader does is he determines the culture of the future of that church. And he determines. Who those people are going to become. When we're talking about culture, we're not talking about Venda and Tswana and Tonga and English and Afrikaans and German. We're not talking about that kind of culture. We're talking about kingdom culture. And the things you tolerate will dominate, that's the minimum bar. And the things you celebrate, you become. So there's, a, there's two bars. There are two bars in leadership. There's a minimum bar, which is First Timothy chapter 3. Is that right? Okay. Uh, minimum requirement, an elder must be a good Christian. That's minimum requirement. All Christians should jump over that low bar. That's not the qualification of an elder. That's disqualification of an elder. Isn't that true? Help me with that. If you're not that, you're under the bar. Is that true? <laughs> okay. That's the minimum qualification. The, the top qualification is that's what you tolerate will dominate if you tolerate the culture in your church is if you tolerate certain things you become those things the church becomes those things if the high bar is what you celebrate you become so i was at the airport just came back from england uh two weeks ago was there great did a bit of a teaching trip around to various churches Great privilege. Taught to national elders, great privilege. But anyway, I, I, I'm at the airport coming back in. Behind me, there's an older couple. When I say older, they're a little bit old to have kids, but they've got this toddler anyway. And this girl's name was Lizzie. Little girl. Sweet thing. And the mom is, Lizzie, don't touch that. Lizzie, don't touch that say don't touch that. I'm like so annoyed. We've had this like 18-hour trip to get back from England. And I can imagine, I'm tired. Can you imagine the frustration in the toddler? And the mom is just telling her what not to do. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And I'm thinking it's not that hard. Now, I didn't have the courage to get into a fist fight with the parents. But that's bad parenting. That's bad leadership. You know what good leadership is? take a teddy bear out your bag and give the kids something else to do. Now, many of us as elders think that our role is to discipline. Yes, that is discipline. But when you're pointing people in the right direction, they don't have time to be going in the wrong direction. Good parenting is give the kids something else to do. Proximity, draw them close, show them what you're seeing. That's called vision. And walk with them in that process to become everything they can become in Christ. And that's making the mystery plain. The kid's curious. Everything's a mystery when you're three years old. And they're experimenting and they're exploring. Man, give them something in the hand. Give them some tools. I'm giving you tools today. You can go home, you can apply these things. All those things I mentioned right now are what you need to build a good team. You need a good culture. Anybody you get close to you in your team, if a guy's got leadership potential, draw him close so that he can get your culture. Please don't make him an elder because he's gifted or charismatic or or has got a big mouth or leads people. Draw him close so that he can understand the culture of what you're seeing. Because if you've got two leaders in a church and that guy's close to you and he's leading with you and he doesn't have your culture, your church will split Two vision is division, right? Exactly. Diluted vision. At best, people are confused. So, culture number one get people on your team with the same culture or get them close to you and give them that culture before you appoint anybody. Chemistry, how well do you get on with the people in your group? You know, when you see somebody, do they light your fire or do they fight your fire? You know, are you happy to see them? Or are they putting your fire out? You know, it's the, do you, you know who I'm talking about? You've got a guy that comes to church, and when you see him, your heart just drops. Dunk. He's a joy sucker. Do you have those? No, you don't have those. Just us. Chemistry, we've got to get along well together. Now, it doesn't matter how gifted they are, how charismatic they are, how well they lead. If you don't get on together like a house on fire, you're going to... Ah, we had this guy on our team. I didn't know this stuff. Great guy, fantastic deacon. We made him an elder, big mistake. One day in the meeting, we were going nowhere in our elders' meetings. And, And one day in the meeting, he confessed us. He said, Chris, you go too fast. God has put me on this team to be a handbrake. I'm like, no, he hasn't. He has not. Because if we are running by faith, and you're running by fear, yeah. we're going to part ways. All right? Chemistry. Culture, chemistry, character. First Timothy chapter 3. If a guy is a crook at age 23, if he's a liar at age 23, you're not going to change that. Don't, don't, don't think that you're the instrument of change in a person's life. If the Holy Spirit, that guy's not yielded to the Holy Spirit, he's, he's not going to be led well. That stuff's got to be sorted out outside of team. That's minimum Christian requirements, okay? If he's a liar, if he's a thief, if he's, just, if he's rough with his wife, you don't want to sort that out on the eldership team. If he's rough with his kids, if he treats his animals badly, I want to see, if I bring a guy onto my team or close to me, I want to see how he treats his animals. You know? You tell a lot about a guy by being in his home. competence. He needs to be able to use a mark can, or lead a meeting or lead a home group. He needs to have some competence. He needs to be able to, what was the next one? I think communication, Hey. Eh? Charisma. He needs to have some gifting. Gifting's not number one. Culture is. You can risk with even competence. You could teach competence. You can teach skills, but you can't teach character. We had an elders meeting last night. In our elders meeting, I asked the guys, How's your marriage? How's your sex life? How's your debt? What are you doing? How's your finances? I want to know that stuff. And not because I'm curious because we are raising and releasing leaders that are going to be impactful in the kingdom and then are not not going to be ashamed to ask the hard questions and it's not an inquisition it's but let's pray into the stuff let's carry this burden together I want to know your pain but I want to know your joy and we in chemistry we love one another we get along well together and you see the chem- the chemistry and the The togetherness, the friendship we have on on a leadership team demonstrates something to our church. By this will all men know that you're my disciples, that you love one another, making it the mystery plain. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. I hope you've got some stuff you can use. I want to pray over us. Is that okay? Father. Father. Raising and releasing leaders is not an easy thing. Discipling is not an easy thing. Lord, you took a team of very, very different people. You knitted them together. You took the individuality out of them and you made them a team. And that team impacted the world. Because in proximity to you, Lord, they became everything that was a living representation of Jesus Christ. And people saw what they had and wanted what they had, and they set the world alight. I pray that over the Northwest churches here, Lord, as we are leaders together in this room, that each of us would be intentional about being close to Jesus and pulling people close to us. Lord, if, if we get nothing else out of this session, I pray that we would get close to Jesus and point people towards him. Thank you that you've entrusted us with a great calling. And we're committed to that. We want to become everything that you want us to be in Jesus. name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Chris. Friends, I did, uh, we did record uh,
1: this uh, session and we'll just send it out to you as well. Um, once again, thank you so, so much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, some of you have asked me, and uh, you, you know, you, you guys know um, Mark uh, Bailey is actually my brother, and um, I got the lion's share of the good looks in the, in the height. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but for those of you that don't know, Mark and Marie have uh, relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina, in the U.S. Um, they've taken on a, a, a new church or a church that was existing and needing leaders there uh, called a City Church uh, in Charlotte. And yeah, I'd love to just for you to pray for them. The Lord's really gone before them, uh, open up miraculously for visas and all of those realities. And um, they would, they're really keen to come back, but they can't at the moment because of the visa uh, realities that they've got to work through. We've got some um, snacks and things available. I see they haven't set them out yet. Um, but please, let's take this time just to continue to, to connect and chat, um, you know, ask some questions. If you're welcome to ask questions to so obviously Brad or, um, or Chris, uh, even Murdoch and myself and Ronka is somewhere here, is running around. Um, yeah, just to be able to, to, if there's any support that you need and if you want any more information around some of the things we've spoken about, like I said, I'll, I'll let you know about the equip happening and the, and the uh, Connect in October as well. Uh, God bless you and thank you again for taking the time to be with us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.